Deep listening. What does it mean? How do you do it? In yoga, the sutras talk about the senses as a source of distraction for the mind. My interpretation of this is that the physical body or our physical reality is a distraction from our true nature. Our physical being is the largest obstacle to connecting or reconnecting to our true self or to our soul. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Insights, where I share universal messages that come through readings that were specific to a specific person, but I share the universal message here with you in hopes that you can use it specifically for you. I'm your host, Megan McDonough, and here's this week's message. The image this week comes from a reading, and the message was, listen deeply, intuitively. There is wisdom there. This week, all the feels wanted to come forward. What I call the feel-see, feel-hear, feel-know. This is how I describe, in simplest terms, intuition. Seeing with feeling not your physical eyes, from deep within your mind or your third eye. Hearing with feeling, not your physical ears. Knowing with feeling in your gut, from deep within your core. Tesla has a famous quote that I love. If you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of frequency, energy, and vibration. As my yoga studies progressed, I discovered that this was essentially what all the ancient texts were saying. We are energetic electrical beings. We are vessels for electricity and energy flow. Acupuncture and marmotherapy, Ayurveda's answer to acupuncture, are based in this. I was reading an article the other day, about how in modern healing we've eliminated an essential component of the human health structure, our energy. Ancient healing techniques like acupuncture, tribal medicine, yoga, and Ayurveda all utilize the energy field. They call it chi or prana or life force as a huge element in determining one's health or balance. This idea of feel-see feel here, or feel no, operates as an extension of that energy. These true senses, or original senses, what I call them, are our umbilical cord to our soul, our soul's voice and journey in this life. Our chakras are access points to this abundant energy within. There's so much more to explore in terms of capacity and force of our energy and its potential, like the depths of the ocean that have yet to be discovered or explored. So why isn't it common? My belief is we are so entwined in the physical world as our absolute, 
that we miss the subtleties of the energetic world that we live in. Our egos are so attached to our bodies. We hear, see, know through physical proof, so that is our answer, period. No need for further explanation. But I believe we intuitively know better. We intuitively seek something beyond the physical. As if we know we came with an internal GPS for this life that is not physical. My interpretation is most, if not all, religions are attempts at connecting to and understanding this. The confusion of this life is the duality of our physical and our spiritual selves finding union and how to do it. In my experience, the original feel senses are a gateway to this. And once we can feel see, feel hear, feel know deeply and consistently, that is where unity lies and confusion disappears. So how do you do that? Well, some techniques would say start with the mind. Clear its chaos and detach from the physical world as a destination and accept it for what it is, a journey of your soul. You are the sky, the rest is just weather. Pema Chodron. I use this quote a lot when I teach, and I love it because to me it's the clearest, simplest visualization or visual on how to clear the mind. If you, or your mind, your soul, is the sky, it is the constant unchanging, unwavering. The weather are your thoughts, emotions, lifetimes, lessons. At this point in time, there's been plenty of research on meditation and its physical and emotional benefits. But how to do it can still be baffling, overwhelming, just straight confusing, or dare I say, even boring for some. According to the eight limbs of yoga, there's a sequence to clearing the mind and removing it as an obstacle to utilize it as it was meant to be utilized, a force for connection. Connection to others, to self, and to the universe. The universal unity, or yoga. This ashtanga, or eight limbs, sequence begins with social and personal restraints or guidelines for personal growth. This is what I call yoga's ten commandments. The yamas and the niyamas is where one begins. The yamas, number one, ahimsa. This is nonviolence, being kind. Number two, Satya, truthfulness, honesty. Number three, Asteya, non-stealing, not being greedy. Number four, Brahmacharya, chastity or loyalty. Number five, 
aperigraha, non-possessiveness. That could also be greedy. (laughs) The niyamas. Number one, saucha, purity, cleanliness, and body, mind, and behavior. Number two, santosha, contentment, being okay with not being okay. Number three, tapas, self-discipline. Number four, svadhyaya. I'm pretty sure I screwed that up as far as spell or saying it. <laughs> Self-reflection or self-study. And number five, Ishvara Pradhyana. Again, totally screwed that up, I'm sure. But this is contemplating on the unchanging reality, the constant, the source, or as some may call it, God. These come before all else. Then, the introduction to asana, what we normally think of as yoga. Asana, or the postures, are there to open up the body so it is no longer a distraction for the mind in meditation or deep listening. After asana, then the focus is on the breath, pranayama, cultivation of the life force energy and nourishing the body's energy with it. Then pratyahara, withdrawal of the senses. Removing the attachment of the mind from the physical world and its attachment through the senses. Dharanya. Concentration. This is the precursor to meditation. The mind needs a job, and it needs training. Like a pack of wild horses who need to be tamed and trained to utilize the full capacity of their force. Once the mind is trained, you can point the wild horses in the direction you want to go, and they listen. Dhyana, meditation. According to my teacher and the training that I received, this cannot be taught. It is an evolution of what happens once those wild horses are trained. Most of what we call, and I have called, Meditation, due to its common understanding, is actually concentration, or dharanya. Finally, samadhi, liberation. This liberation is of the duality, in my understanding. That the duality of this world, physical and spiritual, as separate, become one. And all is deep listening. The vast wealth of knowledge from feel-see, feel-hear, feel-know is unimaginable and unlimited. This is just one path of many. As my teacher would say, there are many ways up the mountain. So how can you start with deep listening today? Practice stillness. Practice focusing on the mind and you as the sky and everything else as weather passing through.
Practice trust when you feel something deep in your core. Practice faith that when you feel it, hear it, see it, it is a message and a gift from your soul. Practice courage to follow through when you get your answer. Instead of trying to shuffle the deck and pick another card. One minute a day. Five minutes a day. Ten. Just start. See where it takes you. I'd love to hear. All right, that's the message for this week. I would love to connect with you and hear from you if this resonates with you, even if it doesn't. You can connect with me on my website, magnetizeyourlight.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at Magnetize Your Light. If you were looking for a specific reading for yourself to look at aspects of your energy, aspects of your journey and your aura and where you're going and where you are, you can find me on my website, magnetizeyourlight.com, underneath Intuitive Soul Session. I also offer couples readings, group readings, and uh, individual follow-ups after your initial reading. In addition, you can find my workbook, coloring book and journal, Magnetize Your Light, on Amazon. If you're looking for something physical to pour yourself into and explore. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.